And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our natural son, Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner. And by the Yard Maintenance Free Outdoor Furniture, time for the holiday gift card promotion. We'll talk with Jim about ByTheYard.net, among other things. Uh, and we will talk to Jim in just moments. Denny Long here, some winter birding tips from Pam and Lee at Cardinal Corner. Keep out those bird baths, they remind us. Put out the white millet to attract migrating birds. And please keep the bird feeders clean to prevent diseases. And for all the nature lovers on your gift list, you got to stop by Cardinal Corner. They have a huge selection of beautiful bird baths, nature gifts, unique art. They've got handbags. What else? Jewelry, home and kitchen decor. You really have to see the store for yourself. And the birds love that fresh seed, the freshest seed you're going to find anywhere at Cardinal Corner. And subscribe to their monthly newsletter. Just get online, cardinalcorner.com. They are open seven days a week. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul. Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. Call them at uh, 651-455-6556. Or as I said, online at cardinalcorner.com. Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. And good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. It is officially 20, 20 degrees. 20? Wow. Yeah. Well, we have... We have 15 on the uh, here in the northwest side of Lake Waconia, located about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. It's about 90% clear, just light winds. There was one uh, great horned owl that continued to hoot until 7 o'clock when I went out to take the temperature. And uh, beautiful morning, though. It really is. We don't we don't have the frost we had yesterday morning. Right. Did you have that frost in your neighborhood, that white frost? I did see some of that. We mentioned that earlier and yesterday. Certainly it was kind of like a, they called it fog and mist too. Uh, yeah. And that's somewhat cleared up. Like you said, it's relatively clear now. Few clouds are reported. But yeah. yeah. Um, I was listening to the radio spot for the France trip, of course, and standing now looking forward to hosting the trip to to uh, Chateau Country and and Monet's Garden and you know Normandy and uh, Mont Saint Michel and Paris, of course, on the trip. Michael Kenny from Defined Destinations always does a great job. Tremendous of job. A trip. Excellent job. And you know, if anybody's interested, uh, check the website. Just defineddestinations.com or call. Six five one three nine eight nine three five eight. Sunrise today will be seven thirty nine, and sunset still the er, the earliest of the whole year. It goes for fourteen days, ends in a couple of days like this. Then we go back the other way. But um, sunset tonight or tonight this afternoon four thirty two. This is in the Twin Cities area. Today in the Twin Cities area, we have eight hours and 53 minutes of daylight. We have lost eight minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and six hours and 43 minutes is a total daylight loss since the summer solstice on June 21st, when we had 15 hours and 36 minutes of daylight. The darkness of night now exceeds 15 hours, and many people miss the vanished daylight. We still have seven minutes of daylight to lose until the winter solstice on December 21st, and then we're going to start going back the other way. 
The normal high for today is 29, normal low 14. Records for today, December 9th in the Twin Cities. High 58. That was set 79 years ago, 1939, 58 degrees. The record low, minus 27. That was set 142 years ago, way back in 1876. We're lucky to have great records here in the Twin Cities area. Uh, started um, by the direction, you know, under the direction of Colonel Josiah Snelling. He said we should write down the high and low temperature, take the high and low temperature each day and write these down. And that was started, it'll be 200 years ago, this coming uh, 2019. The most snow that's ever fallen in recorded history was 10.5 inches on this date in uh, six years ago, 2012, 10 and a half inches of snow. The thin crescent new waxing moon rises this morning at 733. It's hard to see because it's such a thin crescent, but it'll set tonight at 646, and if we maintain somewhat clear skies, it'll be easy to see this little sliver of a moon in the west starting, you know, soon after sunset at 432. The last quarter moon is next Saturday, December 15th, and the next full moon is Saturday, December 22nd. As I said last week, with new snow and ice and maybe a surprise white frost, like Waconian, Watertown, and other parts of CCO land had yesterday morning, December can provide some of the year's most dramatic landscapes. Each winter day, deer eat close to five pounds of food for every 100 pounds of their weight. Right now, they're browsing on twigs from sugar maples, red rose or dogwood shrubs, northern white cedar trees, basswood trees, and other woody plants. And these twigs are, you know, pencil size or smaller, and their bodies are digesting the, the newer bark and the buds. Many dark-eyed juncos visit feeding stations where they like crack corn or millet seeds scattered on the ground. They're, they're ground feeders. Each individual uh, downy and hairy woodpecker roosts at night in a separate tree cavity and will retreat there during the day, daylight hours if the weather becomes threatening. We have reached the time of year when we really begin to understand the winter environment of the north, where all life is judged by its ability to adapt to cold, snow, and limited sunlight. One adaptation is hibernation. I often hear people say, well, I just like to hibernate for a few weeks here. But hibernation is a special thing. Right now, untold millions of individual animals, including leopard frogs, American toads, uh, painted turtles, woodchucks, 13-line ground squirrels, that's the Minnesota gopher, uh, red admiral butterflies, wood ticks, ladybugs, and various mosquitoes, they're all hibernating across Minnesota in this region. Black bears also hibernate, but their sleep is um, in a state of what we call Torpor, um, with very 
little activity in metabolism, but from which they can easily be awakened. Much of the information on that I've been using this morning on climate, weather, history, weather history, astronomy, phenology, is from the Freshwater Society's Minnesota Weather Guide and Environment Calendars. The 2019 editions of both the wall and engagement calendars are available at Book, Gift, and Wild Bird Source throughout Minnesota and western Wisconsin, including Watertown Pharmacy in Watertown. That's just, that's not far from Delano and Waconia, the Watertown Pharmacy. Whitewater State Park near Altura and St. Charles. The Wild Bird Center of Waite Park, that's right near St. Cloud, and Wild Birds Unlimited in Minnetonka. Also, the 2019 Minnesota Weather Guides can be ordered online at just go to freshwater.org. Ice covers our lakes of all sizes, and this covering can be heard cracking groaning and thundering as it expands and contracts in response to the changing air temperatures. I heard that in Lake Waconia this morning. The loud, long roars and rolls don't necessarily mean that the ice is unsafe to walk on, but the eerie sounds remind us to respect the ice. And like I said before, and many have said before me, always remember four inches of new solid ice in contact with stationary water is needed for safe skating and ice fishing, and at least 8 to 12 inches for a car. Notice that uh, on lakes all throughout this area, uh, several fish houses were moved out on these lakes uh, yesterday. A lot of of movement of fish houses yesterday. Be careful. Do you have time for a little more? Sure, why not? Well, Kim and Lori McIntyre, who live just south of Waconia, heard at least two pairs of great horned owls. Said Kim told me maybe three. They were duet hooting, so that's where one calls and then a few seconds later another answers. And um, they do this to uh, communicate to each other, and and then at this point are setting up nesting territories. Nesting will already begin in late January. So they heard these two pairs of great horned owls at least this past Friday, December 7th morning until about 7 a.m. Then they quit. It was starting to get a little light. Uh, Keith and Cheryl Radel from Faribault report that it last from that last Saturday into Sunday morning, eight inches of snow fell there. Each day lately between 15 and 19 bird species come to their feeding station, including lots of dark-eyed juncos, and yesterday afternoon, over 100 pine siskins. Diane and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, have been seeing an opossum in its tracks, and noticed that each night, many birds roost in a grove of spruce trees. They just walk by it one, one evening, and these Birds, you know, were spooked and and flew out, and then they started realizing dozens and dozens of these birds that were, um, you know, spending the night in their grove of trees. 
Ray and Mary Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, have 15 species of birds coming to their feeding station, including five types of woodpeckers, downy, hairy, red-bellied, pileated, and a pair of northern flickers, which are also woodpeckers. And, of course, numerous dark-eyed juncos, a couple dozen pine siskins, and up to 10 northern cardinals at a time. We were thrilled just the other evening. Um, I think it was about five minutes after sunset, counted a dozen northern cardinals at our feeding station at one time, uh, feeding on cracked corn and, and millet that I had uh, put on the ground. And I'm now I'm looking, it's light enough so I can look right over the by the yard furniture. Oh, you can see your nice furniture. <laughs> well, Jim and I, uh, if, maybe you're wondering if you've told your family what you want for Christmas. We've got a couple of ideas, Jim and I do. If you have, let's say, a by the yard fire table, how about a convenient lazy Susan, $104, or an elegant glass lid, just $70, uh, for when you're using maybe your table for hors d'oeuvres, wine, thing like that. Uh, if you have uh, maybe uh, the by the yard Adirondack chairs, ask for the newest accessory. It's an Adirondack cup holder, $49. With that price, they can get you a couple of them. If you have a glider, you can stop fighting over uh, your gliding ottoman and ask for a second one. And if you're a gardener, Jim and I know you'll agree with this, drop hints for that, that, that last planter you will ever need, yeah, a by-the-art right. planter. They've got many sizes, dozens of color combinations. So if you can't figure out what to get your folks or grandparents, whatever, whoever it is, get a by-the-art gift card. Receive a free $10 gift card every $100 they spend on you. And don't forget to tell them, uh, for details, they should visit ByTheYard.net. A lot of folks do that after Jim's show. ByTheYard.net. Great patio furniture, family-run business, still is down near Jordan, Minnesota. We love it. I know Jim and I have had that furniture at our respective homes for a long time. It still looks new, doesn't it, Jim? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. All right. After 10 years. After 10, yeah, more than that for us, yeah. Well, what else do you have here? Well, um, Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault continue to have about 20 pine systems coming to their backyard feeding station. This past week, Tom observed a winter wren. This is a tiny bird. We're, we're talking about something like three inches long along the Straight River at Riverbend Nature Center. Um also in the Fairbold area, he spotted a hermit thrush and a good flock of American robins plus cedar waxwings, and they were eating the common buckthorn fruit. He's starting to see bigger flocks of American crows, a hundred uh, or more birds at a time, heading for a roosting site uh, in the late afternoons. Now, I've seen that in place. I've seen it in Rochester where they were roosting right in the city of Rochester, American Crows. I've seen it near downtown Minneapolis. I've seen it near Lesseur. It's quite a sight when you see these American Crows heading for a roosting site. And then, of course, again in the morning, you can see them leaving to go out to different feeding areas. Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur and Henderson report that they continue to see small flocks of tundra swans flying um, to area corn stubble fields to feed. And since November 10th, a gray catbird and a Baltimore Oriole continue to be seen. 
The catbird is a ground feeder and waits for suet chips falling to the ground as woodpeckers work on a large chunk of suet in a feeder. The male Baltimorean comes to a uh, Sewer City feeding station for grape jelly, suet pieces, and mealworms. There is hope that these two rare winter visitors will still be around next Saturday, the, that'd be December 15th, for the Lesur Henderson Area Christmas Bird Count, sponsored by the Nye Nature Center. And I'll be reporting on bird counts uh, throughout um, Minnesota uh, starting next weekend. They're always so interesting. This is something I wrote several years ago, and I just want to read part of it. Do we have a little bit of time? We do. A couple paragraphs. This is about Bohemian waxwings. Bohemian waxwings are erratic winter visitors to Minnesota, varying widely in numbers and distributions from year to year. They are present most often in the northern and central regions of the state, but in years of abundance as flocks move about searching for food supplies, they can also be encountered in the south. Now, they're most often seen in flocks of 50 to 100 birds, but in the Duluth area and along the North Shore, sometimes the flocks can contain more than 500 birds. On December 17, 2007, uh, David and Mary Brislance from Luton spotted a flock of well over 100 bohemian waxwings while on a shopping trip in Grand Marais. The birds had been shopping too and came upon a big crop of native mountain ash fruit right in the city. They were in the middle of a feast. Dave was able to get a, dozens of fantastic photos of the birds while they fed. Bohemian waxwings. The bohemian waxwing is a bird of the coniferous forest of Eurasia and western Canada and the Rocky Mountains. They sometimes wander in large flocks to the east and south of their normal range. And this is one of those years. So maybe someone who might be traveling in the Grand Marais area can see these beautiful, beautiful bohemian waxwings. They are wonderful. That's that's all I've got. Do you have any? Yes, we we had some nice texts this morning, Jim. Not that we don't okay. usually, but there are more than usual. Uh, in okay, fact, we've great. got one from Harvey from way up there in Grand Marais, oh. who's, who said December fifth five, a chipmunk still active. The latest I've ever witnessed. <laughs> that's Harvey from Grand Marais. Five in Grand Marais chipmunk. And Jim, uh, let's say uh, the rest say Jim. In November, we had a crab apple tree loaded with probably four thousand apples. A, th- a flock of a couple dozen robins moved in. They worked that tree and were emptying the uh, two bird baths a couple of times a day. They were here about three weeks. Had last week, one day two bluebirds spent the day enjoying the bird baths with them, and then uh, uh, they have now uh, moved on. Well, you know what? That that's more encouraging to neighbors or maybe they themselves if they have room. Plant more crab apple trees. There you go. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Does it have a name here? It doesn't. Said uh, uh, eight degrees temp here in Freeborn County. Uh, Texture says we have about seven to eight inches of snow cover, keeping the temperatures down. That's way in the southern part of the state. All right. Here's yeah. one. Good morning, Jim. I think I saw a snowy owl near Broadway in 280 in uh, Minneapolis yesterday. Is that possible? Yes, definitely. Definitely. Um, there have been snowy owls spotted throughout um, parts of northern Minnesota and central Minnesota and now southern Minnesota. How about that? 
couple of real quick ones here, then we have to go. Uh, Friday, Texter says, there were two turkeys up in my neighbor's crabapple tree eating the crabapples. Is that unusual? That came from Susan and Excelsior. Turkeys love crabapples. <laughs> Just go to the Arboretum, see the crabapple collection, you'll see the turkeys in there eating. Fa- a final question, is it best, Jim, to clean out birdhouses in the fall or leave material in for winter birds, then clean out in the spring? Yeah, clean it out in the fall so that um, get rid of, you know... All kinds of parasites, things like that, sure. and the cold weather will take it. Jim, have a great week, and let's do this again next week. Look forward to it. All right. Thank Bye you, Jim. Jim Gilbert back next Sunday morning with more Nature Notes here on News Talk 830 WCCO.